twigs bare and lifeless sit still in the sodden soils of a spring one moment, and the next burst forth in an annual dazzling array of every imaginable color. Red, green, yellow, and pink offer a refreshing respite from the white and brown of a northern winter. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. Depending on the conditions where you are at this moment, you may not believe that winter is technically over, which is why it is especially mood-boosting to pay attention to your local phenology. No matter the weather, the amount of daylight we have and the behavior of the living things around us tell us that spring is here. You might think it's slightly too early to be looking for wildflowers, but there's one gorgeous little flower that is one of our first and is well worth looking for right now. The tiny, bright pink flowers of beaked hazelnut. A native hazelnut, Coralis cornuta, or beaked hazelnut, is a common shrub that can get to be nearly 10 feet tall. Its most notable feature, present only during the fall, is their clusters of two to three nuts wrapped in a bright green, hairy, modified leaf called an involucre. While each seed is ripening, this involucre keeps it protected through the structure shaped like an elephant head without ears, or, for a native species analogy, a woodcock head sporting its prehensile beak. This characteristic is what gives these particular hazelnuts the common name of beaked hazelnut, and the Latin name of corylus, from the Greek word for helmet, and cornuta, meaning horn-like. On the property where I grew up, there were several beaked hazelnut bushes on the edge of my backyard forest, which was full of white ash and balsam fir. As a child with the rare late 20th century name of hazel, I was strongly attracted to anything that shared my name. I always browsed pens, fake license plates, and keychains sporting popular names at grocery stores and tourist shops, a habit I have not quite given up, but could never find any with my name. The names always jumped straight from Hannah to Ian. So when my mom told me there were a bunch of plants with my name right in the backyard, I had to go check them out. One memorable September day, I went outside with my tiny harvesting basket and picked a bunch of beaked hazelnuts. What my mom didn't get a chance to mention before I tore outside in search of my name buddy was that those involucres that protect the nuts within have stiff little hairs that stick into skin like fiberglass. My hands became covered with painful little hairs that I couldn't remove. My mom had to pull them out using packing tape, and I forgot all about sampling the nuts I had picked. While I later learned that the nuts are actually quite tasty if harvested with a bit more care, I'll provide a link for more info on that in our blog, it is neither the nuts nor the beaked quality of this shrub's fruits that are useful or interesting this time of year. What comes before the nuts, in fact what allows for the nuts to emerge at all in the long term, are the shrub's flowers. Before the bright green leaves burst forth from their buds in the coming weeks, two types of flowers emerge from its branches. The yellow-brown male catkins hang like pendulums, ready for a gust of wind to carry their pollen away. Above the male catkins, appearing from the twig tips, are the female flowers, which for the most part are quite inconspicuous, but for the fiery, fuchsia, feathery fibers spilling from its tip. These tiny yet colorful flower parts are the styles, the part of the flower that serves as a tube for the pollen to enter and later fertilize the flower so it can form a fruit, those nuts we were talking about to be exact. The placement of the female flowers above the male catkin is a clever trick to help minimize self-fertilization, which can harm a species population over time. So the next time you're feeling impatient about spring, you could explore forests and field edges in search of the tiny, bright pink flowers of beaked hazelnut. And if you take note of the spot, you could return in the fall to sample one of our native hazelnuts. 
Just make sure you wear gloves if you harvest them or have a helpful mom at the ready with some packing tape. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, references, contact information, photos, and information about how to subscribe to this show as a podcast by visiting archives.weru.org. Have a nature question that you want us to answer in our show? Simply reach out to us. Theme music was by a pileated woodpecker made available by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. (laughs) 